0: Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans and NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, literally wherever you get your podcasts from. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Wednesday hump day edition of Locked On Pelicans here. lot to cover, and it is a game day here in the Crescent City as they take on the Chicago Bulls tonight. No Zion, but we're getting... Ever so closer, we'll have the latest update on that. They come daily now, pretty much, which is good. Better than not coming daily, to be honest. We also have an update from the NBA on the game from the other night that Rudy Gobert, no call. We got the NBA's last two-minute report. What did they say? Was it a missed call? Was it not a missed call? We'll give you an update on that, too, and a little bit of roster news, though nothing that's that important we'll spend maybe two seconds on. Then we're going to look at who will start Who's What's the starting lineup going to be when Zion returns? Basically, who gets bumped to the bench? I have a thought on this with some numbers to back it up and some other evidence, too, to back it up. And then we'll preview the Bulls game coming up in the third segment. So let's dive into it all in today's edition of Locked On Pelicans. So the NBA's last two-minute report came out yesterday, and this is a report that kind of breaks down any close game and if there was a missed call or what the call should have been to hold the refs accountable just for the final two minutes Of the game. And they did say in this one that there should have been a shooting foul on Rudy Gobert, sending Brandon Ingram to the line for two free throws. Yeah, we all knew this. He made clear contact on his wrist. He didn't lose the ball or anything like that. It was a very, very clear shooting foul that the refs completely missed simple as that it's a blown call a no call it happens it's just very annoying when it's that blatant now uh, blatant blatant you can't review that because there wasn't a call you can review calls made but not No calls, and that's part of the issue at play here, and that's why they weren't able to overturn it or anything. So this game probably should have gone to overtime, and the Pelicans should have had a chance at least to get those two free throws. So I got asked on Twitter yesterday, could the Pels dispute the win like the Rockets have tried to do somewhat recently in the past? They could. I don't think it would really work. Yes, it's a no call, but those things kind of happen. It's not... You know, it's unfortunate, but in general, the NBA isn't going to void the outcome of a game or make them play anything like that because it just looks bad. You kind of have to live with these things. And unfortunately, it's also just as simple as that. So... It's a blown call. It's disappointing. But this does happen to most teams out there at some point or another. So what can you do other than shrug your shoulders and go, okay. You know, again, if you have two or three more stops in the game, one more stop in the game, you have a chance to win or you're tied and you're going for the win. You make one or two more buckets, you win the game. One or two more rebounds, something like that. You know, The NBA is going to look at it and go, well, you guys had other chances. This wasn't like the only reason you lost and basically that's what I think it would need to be. Plus you've gotta send them money to do that and then you don't get that money back if you were wrong and so I don't think there's any point in wasting like $50,000 or whatever the hell that it costs. All right, moving on to Zion. The update for him is he went through five on five. He is ruled out for tonight's game, so he is not playing against the Chicago Bulls. They still want to get one or two more practices for him. Again, it's a little bit tough with them going on the road, and when are they going to find time? They'll find time, I'm sure, but they want to get him back out there sooner rather than later. It's just not going to be tonight. But going through five on five, playing with his teammates, all a good thing. The return is imminent completely, completely imminent here for him uh, to be back. And that's going to lead into what we're going to talk about in the next segment about then if he goes into the starting lineup, and I don't know if he will right away, and he's going to have a minutes restriction too, so the rotation issue isn't as bad when you're only trying to get him in maybe 15 to 20 minutes per game to start, but someone's going to have to go to the bench if you do put him into the starting lineup. And again, it might not happen immediately, but he will be in the starting lineup eventually, so we may as well look at it for when that time does come. So we'll talk about that in the next segment before we do that though. Um, Jalil Okafor's contract guarantees he could be on the team the whole year. It had a partial guarantee um, going into the year, fully guarantees now. It's still very minuscule that you could, I guess, waive him if you wanted to eat the money, um, but I don't think they do. I think they kind of like him here. Makes a lot of sense to keep him around. He's been getting some spot minutes on a vet minimum deal, so it's like $1.6 million. No real reason to waive him, even if he hasn't been great, but he hasn't been bad either. So I think we're all okay with just having him on the roster and filling out the end of the bench so that's your transaction news there I don't think you're going to see the Pelicans make a ton of moves at the deadline unless they really go on like another 13 game losing streak or so I think you're kind of seeing the team that they're going to have all year long all right coming up on the show here we are going to be talking about Zion in the starting lineup who then goes to the bench it's between two guys and I've got a guess on who it might be and I'll let you know all of that coming right up but before I do that, don't forget, subscribe to Locked On Pelicans, wherever you get your podcast from. Here Monday through Friday, breaking down everything you want to know about the team. Looking for you guys to do three things for me. Subscribe to the show. Leave a five-star review with a comment out there, too. That's very helpful. Helps keep this free in five days a week for you all. And tell a friend about the show. We don't ask for much here on Locked on Pelicans. All of these things are very easy to do and are immensely helpful. Zion's about to be back. You're excited. Get your friends excited, too, about it by getting them to listen to this podcast, Locked on Pelicans, available wherever you get your podcast from. So with Zion's return coming soon, he's going to be in the starting lineup, you know, if not immediately, pretty soon after that. He'll be on a minute's restriction to start, Now, Alvin Gentry has said as much, but he's going to be in the starting lineup, and it's going to be sooner rather than later. So we can look to, well then, how does that change things? Because New Orleans has been playing some pretty good basketball as of late, and the starting lineup in particular has been pretty good. How does introducing Zion back into this affect it? And more importantly... Who gets dropped from the starting lineup to the bench? Because you've got to get one guy out there. I think there are, there's a core group of guys that are pretty much untouchable in this one. And that's going to be Drew Holiday, Brandon Ingram, and Derek Favors. Those three are going to be in. So let's include Zion with that group as well. And that leaves either Lonzo Ball or J.J. Redick kind of as the odd man looking in. In a manner of speaking, they're going to still be getting tons of run with the starting unit. And you have to figure that whichever guy isn't out there on the court to start the game is the first sub in maybe for Zion Williamson since he's going to be on a minutes restriction. So these guys will get minutes early on in the first quarter when Zion comes out for a breather and a break. So which of the two is going to get dropped to the bench? And you could go either way on this. Maybe with Zion, you need J.J. Redick shooting out there and his ability to move and shoot after dribble handoffs, which he's excellent at. And he fits right in with those guys. But Lonzo Ball has been indispensable to this team trying to play in transition and play the style of ball offensively that they want. And he's a better defender than J.J. Redick is, too. He's also shooting well from three. And in fact, he's the guy that I think is going to stay in the starting lineup. And Alex Harari of LockedOnPelicans.com looked up some of these numbers for me. And over the past 10 games, the starting four of Zia, of uh, Lonzo Ball, Drew, Ingram, and Favors have played 98 minutes together. They have a 10.9 uh, net rating. Let's round up. Call it 11. An 11 net rating. When you swap Redick in for Lonzo Ball... That four-man lineup has played 116 minutes together and they have a net rating of four. So it's about almost three times as much, or they're three times better in terms of net rating with Lonzo Ball out there compared to JJ Redick. The one with Redick has an offensive rating of 112 and a defensive rating of 108 and the Lonzo Ball lineup has an offensive rating of 115 and 104. So they're better offensively and they're better defensively. That's pretty good, to be honest. So I think it remains to be seen that, okay, let's just put Zion in for Redick and have Redick come off the bench and add him to that better lineup. And I think if you look at the lineups they ran in preseason, it kind of says as much too. That five-man group of Drew, Ball, Ingram, Favors, and Zion was the original starting lineup. Then, when guys got rested or sat out games, you saw it shuffle a little bit, but it did seem like the plan was always to have Reddick come off of the bench. And I think that's still going to be the plan, particularly when you look at the numbers that we've seen from New Orleans so far this year um, with that four man lineup. It's pretty telling. You know, those are some really good. Good lineups and and team and numbers out there for a four-man group. By adding Zion into this, it should, in theory, just get a little bit better. So for the first preseason game, let me see if I can pull up the starting lineups here. Yep, Drew Holiday, Lonzo Ball, Derek Favors, Zion Williamson, and Brandon Ingram. I think again that's probably what the Pelicans are wanna, gonna are gonna want to go with, since it was also very effective in preseason as well. When they played the next game against the Chicago Bulls, and they went five and zero in preseason. Don't forget the starting lineup: Drew Holiday, Lonzo Ball, Derek Favors, Zion Williamson, Brandon Ingram, and on and on it goes. So this is I, what I think the starting lineup is gonna be eventually. Now, you don't need to worry about some of the minutes as much because, again, he's going to be on a minutes restriction. And frankly, you can just take those minutes away from a guy like Jaleel Okafor or a guy like Frank Jackson or Nikhil Alexander-Walker and whoever you just don't trust. So I don't think this is going to end up being a big deal, but I do think you'll see J.J. Redick come off the bench for the Pelicans. So we'll get into tonight's game coming up here in the next part of Locked on Pelicans, but the Saints have a big decision this coming offseason, what to do about Drew Brees. And he did not play particularly well in the playoff game, so is Drew coming back or not? We will find out when the League New Year starts on March 18th, also my birthday. That could be a really sad day, uh, depending. But the guy who's got all of this covered is Ross Jackson with the Locked on Saints podcast, Monday through Friday as well, breaking down everything you want to know about your New Orleans Saints. Is the window still open? I think it is, but I can see why you might make the argument that it's closed. He's going to break it all down for you over the Locked on Saints podcast, wherever you get your podcast from. So it's a game day here in the Crescent City for your New Orleans Pelicans as they take on the Chicago Bulls, the 13 and 24 and 10th in the Eastern Conference Chicago Bulls. And normally you'd think the Pelicans should kind of roll in this one. I don't think the Bulls are particularly threatening in almost any manner, and they've lost four in a row right now. But the Pelicans still without Zion Williamson and going to be without Drew Holiday in this one too, ruled out for the second straight game with a left elbow contusion. They played well against the Jazz, but who really knows when you don't have your leader and your general out there on the floor. So, it's going to be a little bit interesting to see how they do. The Chicago Bulls bad offensively. They've been dealing with a lot of injuries this season at times. Defensively have been kind of okay. And they're middle of the road in pace. And if New Orleans comes out and does kind of what they did to start the game against the Jazz and play the way they did, which was get out in transition and try and score, even though they didn't really convert a lot of those opportunities, they could make life difficult for the Uh, Chicago Bulls in this one Chicago turns the ball over a good bit offensively leading to a lot of fast break opportunities for New Orleans and frankly that's simply the way to win this one defensively though they can force you into a lot of miscues they live off of turning you over but they're not a particularly good defensive rebounding team meaning that if you don't make bad passes and and give them easy transition points and opportunities you might be able to kind of clean up your own missed shots get some easy putbacks and kind of seal this one away. They're led by Zach Levine, 24 points per game, 4 assists, 5 rebounds. He's mulling over going into the dunk contest. He's also shooting almost uh, over 39% from deep. That's pretty good. Larry in 15 points per game, 6.7 rebounds um, per as well. Wendell Carter is when one of their good players for him, but he is day-to-day. He has an ankle sprain. We don't know if he's going to be playing tonight. That would certainly be a nice thing. They've got some depth off the bench particularly with the guard positions Kobe White their rookie al- averaging double figures per game Chris Dunn has been at times pretty good for him so far this year we'll see if they can kind of keep that all up and New Orleans at times has been bad off the bench but with good play from guys like one Moore and others and you saw a pretty decent um Nikhil Alexander Walker game. I almost called him Shangelius Alexander again, which I did the other day. Glad I didn't do it there. I was watching the Thunder play earlier. Chris Paul, by the way, been really good. So they've got some depth there that could pose a problem for New Orleans. I think you can probably get the win if you play any close to what you did the other night against the Utah Jazz. Carry that over to this one. Get a victory before going on what is somewhat of a difficult road trip, somewhat. We'll see how it goes, though. This is why you play the games. It's going to be a lot of fun, particularly because we're going to get to see some Zion dunks pregame as well, which we've been seeing for him. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Enjoy the game tonight. Thank you all for listening. And as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter and we be back with you all tomorrow to recap the game.